This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. everyone. So welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. Today, we're going to talk about sunscreens as we continue our month of skin cancer awareness. There's a lot of confusion around sunscreens, or maybe confusion is not the right word, but questions and And maybe confusion could be the right word when it comes to bottles and the wording on the bottles and maybe what you should be using or not using. As with all skincare, I think that there's a lot of uh, marketing mumbo jumbo, whatever they like to use to make it sound fancier than it is. Try to sell you maybe more things that you might need or don't need or with sunscreen, they like to sell you things that maybe sound like they're going to potentially protect your skin, but really are not going to protect your skin. And that is where I get frustrated because they claim to want to help your skin, but really they're not helping your skin. You know, you know. for example, when you have Neutrogena comes out with a product that has SPF 100 and they market it as, you know, it's going to give you more protection. It doesn't. It does not give you more protection. It's not giving you more protection than SPF 50, but it feels like it's going to because SPF 100 feels like that's a lot. You know, 100 feels like higher than 50 because $100 is more than $50, but in reality, it's not. And so um, it's just, it's all misleading. So anyways, I'm going to try to cut through the some of the the BS, because that's really what it is. That's what this episode is about. But as always, we have other things that we have to talk about first. So let's get started with that. Please follow me on social media at OC, And that includes Instagram, Facebook, and of course, TikTok. I can't believe it, but I am slowly growing on there. I mean, I think I'm like at almost 400. Can you guys believe it? Because I cannot. So please go follow me on there. And I'm still doing a giveaway for the first thousand people that follow me on there, a free microcurrent device. So the first thousand people will be entered. So follow me on there and you will be automatically entered into that drawing and you could win. It's worth $300 and microcurrent is great for the face. So that would be fun to win. I mean, who doesn't want to just win something? Anyway, so go follow me on any social media at OC. And if you're not following me, I, you know, post a lot of skincare tips and sometimes I get silly and just post like fun things just to make you laugh because... Sometimes we all just need to laugh, but it's a lot of skincare tips and tricks, and it's not always 
Most of it, it's not product specific. So you don't have to use my products to uh, really uh, benefit from what I post. Um, I try to be very general because I just really want everybody to have better skin and healthy skin. So I try to make it really general so that everybody can benefit from what I am posting. And then I try to help people too. So if you ever have questions, then I am, I try to make myself available for that too, because Skincare is my life. Also, you can check out my website, pureskinoc.com. And from there, you can just see everything that I do. If you are local to me and want to check out my services, then that is on there as well. You can book an appointment. If you want to learn more about my skincare coaching, if you want specific help for your skin, then you can sign up for my skincare coaching and we can talk about your skin and what it might need. And then you will get some samples sent to you and you get to try everything before you commit to buying anything, which I think is great because I think it's difficult. As I said at the beginning, you know, you... It's just, what do you do? I mean, everything's misleading and it's confusing. And what do you buy? What's good for your skin and and whatnot? And I just cut through all of that for you. So you get to sample everything and then decide what you want to buy and what you don't want to buy. And there you go. And you get 10% off everything you do decide to buy. And you get an esthetician that's on your side and ready to help you. So pureskinoc.com. And I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Also, if you could give this podcast five stars and a review, I would really appreciate that because that always helps this podcast grow, especially now that we have upgraded and it sounds better. It Everything is just better, right? I mean, you guys have to agree. I mean, we are definitely doing things more professionally around here. I've really, I've really stepped up my game. I mean, we don't have to talk about the fact that I am recording in my closet because that doesn't matter. This is not a video podcast. The sound is better. So anyways, let's get started. How about we get started talking about sunscreen? Here we go. Okay, so I thought it would be fun to get some stories from people, like real people, of some sunburn horror stories. And so I reached out to to some groups on Facebook. And so I got some real life stories. So um, I'm going to share some of those for you because it happens to the best of us. It's happened to me. I don't have any horror stories, so I can't share with you. I mean, because I was careless in my younger days because, you know, my biggest goal in life when I was a teenager was how tan can I get? And, but I don't really, I, I, you know, I kind of, I mean, I did, I definitely got my sunburns. I mean, please, but I don't, I never, I never got crazy because I actually tan pretty easily. I am pretty white, but I also have a lot of Italian in me. So I, it turns into a tan. So I wasn't pretty, I wasn't really crazy about it, but I will tell you a story about my sister. I don't, Think she'd care that I shared this, but she told, and I didn't find this out until like a few years ago, that she told me she used to, when she she would lay out, she would also try to burn her lips so that her lips would be sunburned. <laughs> 
so that they would be more plump and red. <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of brilliant. I mean, ow, really painful because the lips can be very sensitive. But our other sister has really full, like naturally red lips. Whereas this sister and I, we have just not. We have the opposite. So had she shared that with me when we were younger, I probably would have followed in her footsteps and done the same thing. But I did not know about this trick until I was smart enough not to do it. But anyway, she used to sunburn her lips all the time. And I just, it's so crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the things that we do Kids are just dumb. We just are. Anyways, okay, so let's hear about some stories of uh, other people who have burned their skin. Okay, so Robin says, when I was a teen, my family and I went on a cruise to Mexico and my best friend got to come with us. On the first day at sea, we went to the top deck and laid down on our stomachs on the lounge chairs and fell asleep. Given that it was midday out on the ocean, we got pretty badly burnt. We spent the rest of our trip trying to keep our legs out of the sun and dealing with nausea, blisters, and major pain. Oh man, that's rough. That's, it's rough because it was the beginning of their trip. And so it's hard to enjoy it the rest of your trip when you're in pain. Yikes. Sunscreen. Okay, next one. Uh, Shazra says, got second degree burns in Florida in my 20s, went to the beach. It was cloudy and overcast, so I thought I didn't need to put on sunscreen. I am a fair-skinned redhead. We were there one to two hours. Later that evening, I started to feel terrible. By the end of the night, I could tell how burnt I was, and I was vomiting. The next day, my ankles were swollen because I had sun poisoning. My whole back was severely burnt. We had to drive all the way back to Indiana, and I couldn't sit against the car seat. Oh, my gosh. I was a bartender at the time, and I couldn't return to work for almost a week because I couldn't raise my arms above my head due to the pain of my skin on my back. It was the worst. Lesson learned. I am now obsessed with sunscreen and protection. I mean, if anything, I think a lot of these sunburns at least teach people not to do this again. I mean, obviously, it's better if we don't have to go through these lessons, but maybe me reading these stories will teach younger generations to not not go through it. Okay, so Shannon says, my friend and I snuck into Country Thunder music festivals in our very early 20s. Someone, this is kind of funny. Someone gave her a pat on the back, which we didn't realize was actually a muddy handprint. After being in the sun all day, she ended up with a burn. And after rinsing off a giant handprint mark from where the mud covered her skin and didn't see sun. It looked so weird for the longest time. She couldn't get rid of it. That is really funny. I mean, how do you explain that story? (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. I'd love to see that picture. I wonder if they have a picture of that because that's really funny. Okay, here's another one. Noelle says, senior class trip to the Bahamas back in the early 80s, hungover, told a friend to wake me in 20 minutes so I could turn over. She forgot, slept a better part of the day. Guy, hangovers just get you. 
By night, I was in so much pain. No ER visit. Had to sleep on my stomach. Ankles and legs swelled for weeks. I was sick, like sun poisoned, and was sick during prom and graduation. My mind was fuzzy, so I tanked my exams, like horribly. Spent the last part of high school stripping off long, very long pieces of skin. The burn was so bad, you could see my strap marks of the suit for years. Never able to go in the sun again, I get so sick. I had at least a second degree sunburn. Back then, everyone just said, put aloe vera on. I remember being in the bathroom of my room and my three classmates held my hands while another one tried to put aloe on my skin. It was so painful. That's one of the worst stories I have ever heard. She definitely should have gone to the doctor. Uh, yeah, I mean that that was not that was not good. I mean, she's lucky something worse didn't happen because yeah, that that's really bad. But oh my gosh, and it's I, I wonder why she had prolonged sun exposure issues. I mean, it just must have really affected her. That's so crazy, but poor Noelle. That's awful. And, but by the way, senior class trip to the Bahamas, like, I guess when you're on the East Coast, because I'm on the West Coast, like, I would have loved to have gone to the Bahamas. We didn't do stuff like that. Okay. Caitlin says, I laid out the day before our engagement pictures and got absolutely hammered and fried. I mean, kind of sounds like a good time, but yikes. And planned to wear a pink dress for the pictures. I spent the whole night before and morning of with milk-soaked towels all over me and aloe vera lathered on me. They came out great, but I think I paid my photographer extra to help a girl out. Yeesh. I'm just wondering if she matched her pink dress. That's all I kept thinking when I read this. Oh, thank goodness for photographers and Photoshop and editing and all that, right? All right. Sasha says, it was the first nice day of the year in Minnesota, so we take advantage of that. I put on my bikini and grabbed a book, sat in my driveway for two hours, and hunched over reading. The next day, I had two-inch wide white stripe along my belly, where my belly rolled from me being hunched over reading. <laughs> it stayed all summer. I could never catch up the color to match the rest of me. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Nicole says, I was in my 20s and used a lotion that had retinol in it. I mean, what? I didn't know what retinol did. Slathered it on, then went and spent all day at the pool with very minimal SPF. Absolutely fried myself. Whole body. Huge mistake. I mean, of course. I sh actually should have asked her. But like, what lotion... Like, was it a body lotion that had retinol in it? I mean, that has to be expensive. I'm just very curious. I need to come go back and ask about this because that is just, that's crazy. But yeah, don't use retinol. I'm <laughs> don't use retinol in your in your lotion and go out in the sun. Okay, here's one. Uh, Ava says, 
To illustrate, the Bernie rays are still in full force on overcast days. This is important, you guys. So once my friends and I went out on a boat for the whole day. It was so gray and overcast, I didn't think I needed sunscreen for some reason. I was maybe 20. That's why. The worst sunburn I've ever had. I looked like a lobster and was in serious pain for about two days and was actually shivering at one point. Yeah, that's what happens when you get a sunburn. It's like your body just goes in like recovery mode. It's like you have the flu. It's awful. I mean, hopefully she never did that again, but... Listen, you gotta be really careful. Okay, and then this is another story that I wanted to mention because I do think it's important that you also realize that women of color, specifically black women with medium and darker skin tones, they can have their own horror stories. So I found this story online because I've actually had clients tell me that they didn't know, like they have darker skin and they didn't even know that they can burn. And I'm like, how How do you, like, first of all, like we live in California, like you're exposed to the sun, but they don't always know. So this woman says, I live on the West Coast of Florida and every summer as a child, I would go stay with my uncle and his wife. The wife is white. And my aunt loved the beach. We stayed for hours in the Miami heat and never once did she put sunblock on me. Once we got home and I took a shower, she was shocked, confused, and horrified to see that my skin was so dark and burned that she burst into tears. She had no idea that I could get sunburned. Everybody can get sunburned, no matter the color of your skin. Everybody needs to protect themselves. So I wanted to kind of give you guys just a wide array of stories. It's overcast. It's super sunny. No matter what state you live in, no matter the color of your skin, y'all can get sunburned. So it's just important to make sure you you know, you protect yourself. And I don't know if you guys saw, but recently I posted a video of this woman, I found her, this girl on TikTok, and she was talking about, you know, how horrible sunscreens are and whatever. But I'm like, I think she was saying how like sunscreens can cause cancer and blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, I'll take sunscreens possibly maybe causing cancer over skin cancer. But anyways, and then like her next video was her making her own sunscreen, but she was using ingredients like coconut oil, horrible for your skin, shea butter, not everybody can use it. And then she's making her own and she's using zinc oxide, which I love zinc. It's great. It's a great mineral sunscreen ingredient. And it's what I recommend So people are asking, they're like, well, how much zinc do you know to use to get, you know, whatever number that you you want? And she goes, you don't. You just have to like guess. I'm like, what? So you just put in zinc and hope that it's enough protection for your skin. And it's just trial and error. So you you go out in the sun and I guess, well, I didn't burn today. So I guess this was enough for me. I mean, there's no measurements because there's no way for you to figure it out because you're not in a lab and you're not a chemist. And 
let's not make our own sunscreen, guys. Let's, let's this is something that we can just leave it up to the people who know what they're doing. We just need to educate ourselves on what is the right sunscreen to use for our skin, but we don't have to start making our own. Please don't make your own sunscreen. All right, guys, let's get down to business. Let's actually talk about sunscreen and what it all means. So here we go on what this podcast is actually about today. talk about the dangers of chemicals in sunscreens. The FDA is saying that it is possible the chemicals are getting into our bloodstream. While that may be true, they are still recommending that you use sunscreen. They do not see enough of a danger of the chemicals. And like I said, I'd rather take my chance than get skin cancer. But if this is something that still bothers you and you want to avoid the chemicals, you can. You can. You can avoid the chemicals. Mineral sunscreens are available and surprisingly not expensive. Okay, so chemical sunscreens must be absorbed into the surface of the skin in order to work properly. Thus, you must wait 15 to 20 minutes after applying before it provides adequate protection. The chemical reaction, which protects your skin from UV rays, occurs under the skin's surface and increases skin temperature. Many of these chemicals have been known to cause skin irritation. Multiple chemicals are required to achieve high SPF and UVA and UVB protection. One chemical cannot provide broad spectrum protection on its own. This can increase the risk of skin irritation. Oxybenzone, a common sunscreen ingredient, may be linked to hormone disruption. Mineral sunscreens are made with zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. These minerals sit on the surface of your skin and physically reflect sunlight away from the skin. Mineral sunscreens offer many benefits. Zinc oxide and titanium dioxide do not absorb into the skin and provide sun protection as soon as they are applied. And I think that's really important, especially for kids, because kids have no patience. As soon as you put sunscreen on a kid, first of all, they don't even want to put sunscreen on, but as soon as you put it on, kids want to jump in the pool, into the ocean. They want to go. They want to go, go, go. So it's nice when you use that, that they're protected. They're, it's good to go. They don't have to wait for it to like settle, you know, dry, whatever. Both zinc oxide and titanium dioxide provide protection against UVA and UVB rays. Zinc oxide has strong antibacterial and anti-inflammatory properties, which can help to treat acne. So it's good for a face sunscreen. Both of the sunscreens that I retail have zinc oxide. I'm sure you guys know that because it's the only ingredient I talk about when it comes to sunscreen. Okay, 
I read about this baby that got a major sunburn one time, including blisters, even though the mom had applied sunscreen. What they had found out was that the sunscreen she used had retinol palmitate. It's a form of vitamin A. I didn't know that this ingredient would be in a sunscreen, but I did some research. And it's divided on whether or not it's bad to be in a sunscreen. The argument for it is that it has antioxidants, which can improve product performance. I say it's not worth it. I mean, obviously, because what happened to that baby? There are other ways to get antioxidants on your skin, like vitamin C, which can actually boost sunscreen as well. I just need my sunscreen to protect me. I really don't need it to do anything else, okay? But like I said, vitamin C can boost your sunscreen and it has antioxidants, so just do that instead. Okay, so here are some tips for applying sunscreen, just lots of tips. So here you go. Even if you have damaged skin, it's never too late to start doing everything you can to protect yourself. Having the mentality that you have already done the damage so it doesn't matter, it's just not the way to go because things can get worse. So if you're like, ugh, I'm already 40, I'm already 50, whatever, like, why start now? It's always better to start now because your skin's just gonna continue to age and the sun is gonna continue to break down your skin. But if you wear sunscreen now, if you start protecting your skin now, it's gonna slow down that aging process. It's just never, it's never too late. Another tip, wear sunglasses that block 100% of UVA and UVB rays. And it should say it on the label on the glasses. Large-framed, close-fitting frames are best to provide ultimate protection to your eyes. The skin is much thinner, about seven times thinner than the face. Therefore, it needs to be extra protected. If you can, have an extra pair in your car so that you are never without. I'm always surprised when I meet people, clients or whatever, who don't wear sunglasses. And I can always tell because I can see more sun damage around like closer to their actual eye, like within the orbital bone, I can see sun damage. And every time I ask if they don't wear sunglasses on a regular basis, their answer is always, no, I don't, because they have that that sun damage. So the sunglasses protect us more than you even realize. I can't go outside, even on like a bright day, is overcast, I have to wear sunglasses. So I can't imagine not. But some people just, I guess you get used to it or something, but I I just have to protect my eyes. But not only is it good for sun damage, but also you won't squint. So you're gonna help with fine lines and wrinkles to um, if you're wearing sunglasses. So it's kind of like, lots of reasons. And it's also, it's, I know it's not, I'm not an ophthalmologist, obviously, but I know it is good for your, your actual eyes to not, to make sure that you're wearing sunglasses. But anyways, make sure you are applying enough sunscreen. The recommended amount for an adult on average is one ounce, the size of a shot glass and a half an ounce for a child. 
Obviously, this can vary based on size and reapply every two hours. Because remember, once you go out in the sun, it starts to break down. If you are swimming and or are in constant contact with the sun and like sweating or whatever, reapply sooner. And also don't forget areas like your ears, back of the neck, and tops of your hands. Don't rely on the labels. Waterproof, water-resistant, sweat-proof, protects all day. The meanings vary from bottle to bottle, and it doesn't matter anyway because once you are exposed to the sun, the active ingredients begin to break down. So you just have to reapply anyway. About 78% of sun's aging effects is incidental and not from laying on the beach all day. The sun can penetrate through windows and more often than not, those who don't wear sunscreen every day have more damage on their left side of their face than their right. So remember, it's not people who are going to the beach or who are like, I'm going to my son's baseball game, so I got to wear sunscreen. It's not those people who are getting the damage. It's when you are like, I'm just going to run to go pick up my kid from his friend's house. So you, you know, are just driving in your car for five minutes, or I'm going to go get the mail, or I'm going to take my dog on a quick walk. That's all the damage that's happening because it's just, it's really quick. And you think I'm only going to be outside for five minutes, for 15 minutes. So just making sunscreen part of your daily habit will help protect your skin. And remember that not only does the sun cause sun damage, but the sun also breaks down collagen and elastin. It makes us age faster. Okay, so while spray sunscreens are super convenient, they may not provide a lot of sun protection. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, expressed concern that spray sunscreens may not be able to provide a thick enough coating to achieve their advertised protection. (laughs) Imagine that, misleading uh, advertising. There are also some concerns that the chemicals in the sunscreens may be inhaled into the lungs and cause damage. Even mineral sunscreens like titanium dioxide can be harmful if inhaled in meaningful amounts. Now, as adults, we can spray it and say, okay, I'm just not going to breathe right now, but you can't really do that to a child. They're just going to breathe. So just you know, keep that in mind when you're spraying your child. It's just best if you don't. Okay, so here are some skincare myths. I don't need to wear an SPF during the winter months or when there is no sun. Well, I think that at the beginning of this podcast, when I read you some of those sunscreen horror stories, we know that that's not true. UVA means ultraviolet aging, and those are visible 365 days a year. Protect your skin and always wear it, even if you are indoors. The sun can penetrate through windows and over time, do more damage than you think. Myth number two, SPF in my makeup is enough. Nope, sorry. You need seven times the normal amount of foundation and 14 times the normal amount of powder to get the sun protection factor on the label. I really hope you aren't going to apply that much makeup. 
Now, please, if you didn't hear that, rewind this podcast and listen to that again. This is something I have to repeat probably 10 to 15 times a week. I am not exaggerating, you guys. This comes up all the time. SPF in your makeup is not enough. Consider it a bonus, a very flimsy bonus. You should always do skincare first, and that includes your sunscreen, and then makeup. Sunscreen should be part of your skincare. It's the last step of your skincare, and then makeup. But sunscreen in your makeup is not enough to protect your skin in any circumstance. Okay, next myth. Lotions, sprays, and sticks all work differently. Not really. My advice is to start with a lotion, stick for the face if you want, and get a good base. When you reapply, a spray should be fine once. Then use a lotion again. I love the convenience of a spray, but it is very easy to miss spots. So you could do lotion spray, lotion spray, lotion spray. All right. And this is for adults. Again, it goes back to I don't think kids necessarily need to use sprays. Okay, next myth expiration dates don't mean anything. Yes, they do. If it is expired, Stop using it, no exceptions, especially with sunscreens, okay? Because they will go bad. And this is another thing because this is actually, this came up in conversation the other day. I was talking to somebody who she has a scar on the side of her face. It's a recent scar. And so she wants to make sure she does everything she can so it doesn't become like a real, you know, a permanent scar. And so she's like, I'm just going to make sure that I keep sunscreen in my car so I can just constantly reapply when I like think about it, if I have to go to my son's baseball game or, you know, whatever. And I said, well, don't keep the sunscreen in your car because, again, we live in Orange County. It was 84 degrees today. Uh, I think it's going to be like 90 degrees this weekend. The heat being in the car, the heat from the sun, the heat from the day, whatever, it's going to start to break down that sunscreen faster. So you don't want to keep sunscreen in the car. You don't want to keep sunscreen in the heat. So you got to keep it in cool environment so it doesn't expire faster. You got to protect that. It is important to do that. I actually don't keep sunscreens. I keep it for the summer or whatever. You know, my body sunscreens, my face sunscreens, It's I just keep it at, you know, home, whatever. If I happen to go on vacation, you know, I usually keep them in the house. I don't, unless I go to the beach, but I haven't really gone to the beach for a while. But I'm just very protective of how I keep my my products. But my body sunscreens, I usually don't keep them past the summer. It's just not worth it because if they are outside or whatever, and it's like, oh, do I keep them outside too long? It's not worth it. I mean, they're not expensive enough to wonder if they're still good. Obviously, they haven't expired after a year, but I just don't know if I kept them in the sun too long. So it's not worth it. Okay, next myth. A tan is fine as long as I don't burn. Not true. You are still damaging your skin. That is actually what a tan is. Next one, my umbrella is enough protection, so I don't need sunscreen. Not true, 
please don't believe this. Did you know that sand reflects 17% of UV radiation? That means you are still exposed. It is still important to stay in the shade, but wear your sunscreen. The heat alone is bad for the skin. And especially if you are prone to melasma and hyperpigmentation, that heat from the sun will make it worse. Super, super important. If you listen to my podcast from last week talking about hyperpigmentation and melasma, you'll know that is very true. Okay, next myth, and this is a doozy for all my acne clients, all my acne listeners. The sun always cures my acne or breakouts. This is a big myth. This is a huge myth. It can be a very temporary solution. The sun does kill bacteria, but in reality, it causes a buildup of dead skin, which leads to clogged pores. And if you have oily skin, the sun will dry you out, producing even more oil. It's a vicious cycle. Remember, if you have oily skin and you dry it out, your skin cannot produce water to feel better. It's just going to produce more oil because it has to be lubricated. Your skin has to do something to make itself feel better. And all that it can do is produce more oil. So you're just going to make things worse. So you might have spent a little bit too much time in the sun because you didn't listen to any of my tips. Or maybe you fell asleep. (laughs) I don't know. And you forgot to reapply and now you're fried. Or maybe you missed a spot. I don't know. And it's a little painful, but there are ways to alleviate the pain. And here they are. Okay, so I do have a product called O2 Calming Gel. I actually love this even more than aloe vera. It's soothing and it works for so many things, including sunburns. And it's great if you like keep it in the fridge because it'll keep it cold, but... I do love it more than aloe vera. So if I'm going to say one product, I mean, aloe vera is fine if you don't want to get this one, but I actually prefer O2 Calming Gel over this. It's great for like soothing. It's actually what I use after like waxing. I put it on the skin. It's so soothing. It's so, it's so great. But if you keep it in the fridge, it's really great because anything cool on the skin, anybody who knows has ever had a burn. Oh my gosh. Speaking of burns, if you just like burn yourself, this is also... O2 calming gel will also help with that because it like hydrates and it does all the all the good things. But if you're not going to get this O2 calming gel that I love so much and you're going to get an aloe vera gel, please make sure you get one that does not have alcohol in it. Alcohol will dehydrate the skin and make it worse, okay? So usually the ones that are green have alcohol in it. But I have found that even the clear ones can be misleading. So make sure the clear ones don't have alcohol in it too. Another thing is I have a mineral toner and this can also help soothe and hydrate the burn. You just like spray it on. A lot of you, if you are my client, a lot of you might already have this. But this mineral toner will also help with like cuts and scrapes and it just heals things a little bit faster because it has like minerals and nutrients and 
it's kind of amazing. I love it, but it's really great for a burn. So you would do like the toner, you'd spray it on, and then you could put O2 calming gel. So that would be really great for the daytime, okay? And then at nighttime, you could do the toner and then grapeseed oil. You guys had to know I was going to say grapeseed oil. I mean, I love that stuff because this one is actually going to penetrate the skin and hydrate the skin, and it's going to just make your skin feel better. Okay, now, what you want to avoid, because those are the three things that you want to use to really help heal the skin, make it feel better, to make that burn get better faster, basically. Because we just, I mean, for all of you that have been burned before, it's just awful. It's kind of miserable, you know? Like, especially if you're a woman and you have to wear a bra. Oh my gosh, bras are the worst to put on. Okay, what you do want to avoid though, hot water. Not only is it painful, I mean, it's painful, but it's also super drying to the skin. And then you also want to avoid abrasive or harsh soaps. Um, And that doesn't mean just like literally like physically abrasive harsh soaps. I mean, a soap that like pulls from. So you want to use a moisturizing cleanser that's going to cleanse the skin nicely, moisturizing. Don't use an Irish spring. Don't use the that Neutrogena bar soap. Oh God, that stuff is awful. My dad used to use that. And every time I'd like go take a shower, I remember as a kid in their bathroom and that was the only soap. And oh, I hated that soap. Anyways, um, so nothing drying because you really just, your skin needs TLC. You want to avoid perfumes and colognes because the chemicals can irritate the skin and also dry them out. And then you want to avoid lotions, heavy creams, and Vaseline. The lotions sit on the surface and this can trap the heat in and actually slow down the healing and promote peeling. Okay, so slow down healing and promote peeling. So you want to avoid lotion. That's why I love grapeseed oil because the grapeseed oil is going to feel light. It's going to penetrate pretty quickly into that skin and it's going to, it's going to feel good and it's going to hydrate your skin. It's going to make your skin feel soft and it's going to do everything that you feel like a lotion's going to do, but it's not going to trap in that heat. So your skin won't feel hot or it won't feel hotter And it's not going to, I'm not saying you definitely won't peel with the grapeseed oil, although a lot of people avoid peeling when you're using the grapeseed oil. I can't say you definitely won't, but usually when you use like a lotion or a heavy cream or even like Vaseline, anything that traps that heat in, it usually does force the skin to peel. So just avoid those four things and you should be okay. All right, you guys, that's the episode today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned few things about sunscreen and what to do and what not to do, what to look for. When it comes to, I have two face sunscreens on my website that I absolutely love. One is a matte finish. One is a dewy finish. It kind of just depends. Both are zinc. Both are fantastic. You don't want anything lower than SPF 30. You don't need anything higher than SPF 50. Okay, it's a very, very minimal difference between 30 and 50. Like minimal, barely can tell. Anything higher than 50 is unnecessary and does not give you more protection. 
And I don't even know in a mineral sunscreen if you can get anything higher than 50. In chemical, you definitely can. Do not waste your money, please. In body sunscreens, they are coming out with a lot more mineral options. I would definitely go that route because they are, you just, I mean, re-listen to this podcast at the beginning when I talk about all the benefits of mineral sunscreens. They are better overall. They sit on the surface. You know, they don't absorb. They don't give you that heat, which is what a chemical sunscreen does. They don't irritate the skin. It's just, it's better overall. So look for a body sunscreen that has zinc in it. I do not retail one because a lot of the professional body sunscreens are quite expensive and I just don't love them more than the ones that are over the counter. And so I just, until they find one that I'm happier with than an over-the-counter one, then I'm I'm just not going to I'm just not going to sell them because, you know, obviously I'm a business, but I also have my integrity and I'm not going to sell you guys something just to sell you something. So until I find one that I am absolutely in love with, you can just go and, and find one on Amazon that has, just make sure it has zinc in it and nothing higher than 50, nothing lower than 30 to be well protected and make sure you apply every two hours. And listen, I have been going to Palm Desert my entire life and I love the sun. I don't really tan anymore, but I will go out in the sun and enjoy myself, but I reapply. I do not come back with a burn. So you can definitely enjoy your life, but without sacrificing your skin. So, all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. Please reach out if you have questions. Please give this podcast five stars and a review. I would really appreciate it. And don't forget to follow me on social media at PureSkinOC. Have a great week and we will talk soon. Bye.